Good evening, everybody. And welcome to podcast number 13, right? Is it? Well... No, 12, I think. Official episode 12. No, because 12... But we've had a few bonus No, I've seen 12 on Spotify today. So that was was published yesterday. Yes. So you've still got one more to come, right? Yes. One more to publish. Yeah. So that means... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually... 14. Podcast 14. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So we, oh yeah, I'll let you know and our viewers know. We've had a change in the schedule a little bit because we fell out of whack a little bit. So now we're going to post every Monday morning. So we are going to be the guys that you listen to to start your week off properly. <laughs> <laughs> it will be posted half seven every Monday in the morning, Dubai time. Oh really? Which means anybody on their commute Monday morning can listen to us in Dubai. And then when you're commuting to work on Monday anywhere else in the world would also be ready for it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we're going to give it a try. If not, we'll go back to Thursdays. But yeah, this seems to work. I think. Let, Start uh, your yeah. week off right, right? Yeah, that sounds good to me, actually. Yeah. Um, I listened to one of the podcasts today in the car. <laughs> How was yeah, that? You know, when, when you're driving during rush hour, you know, towards the, 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 the outskirts of Dubai, it takes about 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think that our goal should be to condense. Yeah our podcasts to make sure that you know you can drive to a destination and you know on the way back you can maybe finish it off or yeah, on yeah, the way there. yeah. You know, you're absolutely right i think we're going to definitely try and keep it under an hour which, which can hour, be yeah. tough to do because we like to go on tangents i, I listened <laughs> to podcast number 10 and it took us about 25 30 minutes before we started talking about real estate we were yeah, talking about yeah. the birds and the trees and the uh, yeah, the birds and the trees and, and, and all sorts. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. hopefully we'll be a bit more streamlined. Yeah, uh, maybe we, we won't talk forward. about sloths for like two hours. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Because that that's two weeks ago. You know, us. I yeah. still haven't been to this, uh, this... The green planet. This green planet because you painted such a descriptive story of it. <laughs> you feel like you don't need to go I've anymore. already visited it in my imagination, so... <laughs> And, uh, you know, I didn't need to get shat on. So. Um, yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah. So um, how's your week been? Yeah, well, um, yeah. So I've, I've just been hanging on a few deals, to be honest. Um, I've got most of the deals I've got ongoing are with uh, developers. And it, I'm always throwing the ball into someone's court and waiting <laughs> a week for some answers. Um Right now, I'm I'm working with an agent on one of my listings for the Burj Khalifa, and uh, although the client was incredibly serious, I'm I'm finding it a little bit tough, um, but pushing some some logic through to get uh things done efficiently and quickly because the lease was supposed to start today, but there was a few delays reading over the contract and um waiting on funds to come from elsewhere into his yeah. business account so that. Um, but I, I still, I've, although the checks have been written, um, I haven't got them in my hands yet. Yeah. They're with another agent. And this is why I wanted to talk to you today about working with other agents. <laughs> and yeah, this, this is a topic and all. Yeah, because yeah. this, this is what the crux of my past few weeks have been, actually. And I've had a lot of debates with an individual based on this. And well, I'll start off because working on the Burj Khalifa... Do you mind if I interrupt for one second? Please go ahead. Let's just explain it to the listeners that might not be in the real estate field or something. As a broker, you make your cold calls, you acquire your listings, you then advertise them on a portal, and you hope that... Well, you hope that somebody inquires directly through you onto your property and you close the deal that way. 
Yeah. However, what you'll find happen is that someone will inquire on your property. Your property won't be a match for them. So you will then go out and try and find an alternative property for them. You obviously start with your own internal stock. Yeah. If that doesn't match, you don't want to let go of that client. So you will then reach out to other agents to see if there's any stock in the market that will match their requirements. Yeah. And when you do that, if you contact another agent or if another agent contacts you, that's called like a split commission deal, an agent to agent. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what we're going to be talking about yeah. now. So yeah. sorry for interrupting you, mate. No, that's okay. You explained it well. An ATA is, is an, uh, two agencies uh, collaborating. and in, in this case, we're talking about two external agencies. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm from House and House. Someone from Allsop and Allsop could contact me and say, I've got a client that wants your unit. Uh, would you like to work with me? Yeah. And I'd most of the time say, yes, please tell me about your client. Anyway, but after the whole qualification process, um, you're not just qualifying the client here. <laughs> you need to qualify your agent. Yeah, because absolutely. there's a lot of agents out there who don't know how to deal with their clients. Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and currently I'm I'm in a position where with, with one of the agents I'm working with, um although he's very good at going out and having a laugh with, with high net worth clients and you know, getting them to say, right, okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some work through you, find me this. And then he's come to me and um very excited, you know, rubbing his hands at the thought <laughs> of, of, of getting this deal done and although he's he, he has his certain competencies. When he comes to me and ex- he, say, he says, this isn't a client you say no to. This isn't a client you say no to. Come at this time for this reason and uh, let's get this done. And then I'll take a step back. I, mean, I don't want to sound negative all the time here, but there is no point in doing this because yeah. why, why would we meet here when it can all be done online mm-hmm. and we can waste little time? Like, you just want this for a field trip for your client and spend more time with them? I don't yeah. know. Um, but he says, just do it, just do it. And I say, well, I'll try my best. But it becomes increasingly infuriating when um, they're not listening and you're trying to tell them the process yeah. and they don't portray that to the client. If they don't portray the process to the client, then the client's ex- expectations have not been managed and the client will be infuriated that this process is not smooth yeah. because all they do is wait and wait and wait and get little, pe- little pieces of information at a time instead of, right, I'll get you everything, just give me two days. Yeah. Two days comes, there you go. Right, now the ball's in your court, give me this. Yeah, but, exactly. It should uh, be sort of corporate like that. It should be like, I get this information, I pass this on to you, yeah. you then tell me what's required. Yeah, back, exactly, back, 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 back. exactly. I can handle... All this, lots of small individual calls and messages are not formal enough for yeah, me. Yeah, the like, information needs to be collated. And it yes. needs to be formally noted down as well. Yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you lack a formality with dealing with your high net worth clients, then it's not... We both look like a fool. Yeah, Because exactly. right now you're, you're probably bitching about me <laughs> to your client telling them why things are delayed, oh, this agent did that, and I don't know what you're doing here. So I'll always interject and make sure that there's some level of integration where I have the opportunity and permission from my other agent, listen, agent, I'm gonna send an email to you and the other, and your client, just to make sure we're all on the same page. And I I managed to do my milestones like this, but 
the reason why I brought this in particular agent up is because of the way that he is acting with his client and he seems to be um he seems to just say yes to everything <laughs> despite me having told him about the processes a hundred times we and he's like but did you not tell him like that's a very illogical thing to do is it him that's asking for this or has he not been educated because I'm sure he's smart enough if he owns a billion dollar company that he, he wouldn't want to waste his time, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly. exactly what's happening. Tomorrow I'm going to go and I'm going to meet a very high net worth client just to collect checks. <laughs> Which is We're, a waste of everybody's We've arranged time. a meeting at the end of the day. Now, if I had those checks today, like I asked, then I could have implemented certain processes yeah. so that the unit can be ready because they were supposed to be in it today. And I've told them already that handover won't be tomorrow. So why are we visiting a unit and bringing people from uh, Abu Dhabi and yeah, other Emirates? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So something's not right. It just it rings a bell in my head thinking, what's going on? Okay. But if this is what they want to do, then I need to, you know what I mean? I, my, I end up talking to, you know, the landlord side and say, I need one of you guys to come open this unit and spend two hours, three hours of your day. And you've got to justify why you're asking. And I can't yeah. justify it. I'm sorry, yeah. but please come down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so question for you then. We sort of touched on it earlier. The reason for that split deals happen in the first place is because a client typically inquires on your property. It's not a good match. You then go out and find something else for them, right? That's being a good broker, yeah? So, yeah. if a broker is doing that, but you have the feeling that they're not informing their client about the processes correctly and everything, why would this client, let's use your example, why would this client be coming through a different broker that you think perhaps isn't up to scratch rather than contacting you directly? How do you think this has come about? So... With with high net worth clients, you're not in touch. Uh, this guy is in touch with the client himself, like the boss right. of the company. Okay. Right? Now, if he had certain staff who could, who had their own processes, which I believe he, sh he should. If but, he's this high net worth, right? Then yeah, you would expect but, these processes to be in place, yeah. I think that's what's confusing me about this in particular deal is that his staff would be saying, right, okay, we've done this now, we've done that now, but it was the boss who wrote the checks. See, does that not raise alarm bells? But, but, but the question is anyway, why hasn't this guy contacted you? Why has this turned into a split deal? Well, I believe people who are high net worth don't look for their own units. Right. They ha either have a team who do it, or they find a broker and they say, I want this, can you find it for me? And then they, the broker does the legwork and says, yes, yes, yes. Um, but I've had nothing but agent calls for the Burj, for my Burj Khalifa deals. I've only, for the past, oh, I don't know, four months, I've only had calls directly through other agencies. Okay. And some of them work out well. The agents are willing to integrate into the processes because my landlord's out of touch, so it gives me a certain amount of power, which can be good for me, yeah. um, because I know the unit's backwards in front, I know the process is backwards in front, um, but if, if another agent is willing enough to, obviously we've signed an A to A agreement, 
and trust me and my processes, then there should be no problem with, with all of us being in the same uh, email chain. Yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? Because it's, but it's a uh, but piece, yeah. some agents obviously don't want to let their agent, their client, be integrated fully until uh, the end of the process where it's just the, the client and just the landlord together. But, and that's probably because they know you're a better, a better but, broker, right? Right. A fear perhaps, of losing the client. Perhaps. Because yeah. that, that's got to be what it is, right? Because I don't understand. And so these high net worth clients that deal specifically with agencies. How do you become the agent or agency that they reach out to directly? Because we're one of the biggest so, real estate firms, or you're one of the real, yeah. biggest real estate firms in Dubai. Why aren't they reaching out to you? We're not the biggest commercial firm. Okay. Now, huge international companies um, might have people on the ground as well okay. who will call up um, through listings, or they might contact the big ones like Nick Frank and GLL. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if they don't do that, then they might go to the, the local ones, as I like to say, like Core Real Estate, CRC, Better Homes, yeah. and uh, also the ones that all, also up and yeah, also up yeah, the ones that have larger commercial teams. Um, house and House, although we're smaller, we are actually very diverse and we do have our fingers in a lot of pies yeah. and people don't really notice that. We're working on the marketing team actually to promote that a lot more. Okay. Um, nice, nice. But I think it's just a matter of time. Like international companies do contact us through listings. They've got teams of like it could be managing directors sometimes, or the the person below that who are like right. I know that I'm a decision maker in this. Although I'll need board approval, um, I can still make initial decisions to right. say to pitch to the board what is most viable for our company. So, okay. um, yeah, it happens every now and then. I get I, obviously I get direct leads, but. Um, for good stock if you've got good stock then the agents will call you because there's not much available of that good stock when it comes to commercial we get a lot of agent to agent calls okay. and I qualify my agents as much as I do their clients because it just gets bloody messy mate. <laughs> I'm telling you so when you're qualifying them how many of them have genuine clients that may or may not be the right fit but do have somebody there yeah. that's interested, and yeah. then how many of them are calling up to fish as much information so that they could potentially so, be stealing that listing from that, you? This is the one thing, right? You you can have stock, and there's many ways to qualify an agent, and that's by qualifying their client through them. Because if they haven't done their job properly, then, then you know not. you're starting <laughs> yeah, from scratch, yeah, exactly. and you can probably just say nah, and you'll have their client call you up in like a couple of days' time. Right, got you. Um, but one of my points was, what was my point? Sometimes, um, yeah, like I said, when you qualify the client through the agent, they might, they might not know shit. But if they do know shit, and then you say, right, so here's some of the information of my unit, such as the size and stuff, they might not have seen the, 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 the ad properly. And you'd be like, there's some information that shows you where the property is, how much it costs roughly, and blah, blah, blah. And with agents, um, they don't give you feedback. Like, you're just another agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I would give them feedback. I personally say, listen, thanks for sending that across. That's a good property. I don't have, the, the client has seen it and they don't like it, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But thanks for sending it across. I'll keep it in mind, and I hope to work with you in the future. That's what I'd say. 
but other agents, right, they've got all the information, they send it to their client, client says nah, and that's it. So you qualify their client through them. If the agent slips up and their dog shit, then you can probably say, nah, you're all right. <laughs> and if you send them the information and you don't hear anything, then that's fine. Yeah. But the trick is not to spend too much time in the agents, but be thorough and be quick because they should know what they're talking about, right? They should have qualified yeah. their client. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's they the should, mark of They should know what, and if they don't, then I'm, I'm very quick to get out sometimes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think you've maybe mentioned before on this podcast that sometimes that doesn't always work though, right? I think you gave the example once of like there was a villa that was a nursery and potentially a gym or something like yeah. that. And you kept on getting A to A calls, A to A calls. Yeah. And yeah. then somebody couldn't qualify their client well, and then went and closed with somebody else that had the listing. So what, what happened was actually that the, the landlord, it was taking so much time for me to lease that in particular unit that they did reach out to other agencies. Got you. And that's, that's when they came across someone who just got the job done. They didn't care anymore right. about the, the level of clientele that was going to use the unit. Okay. And they dropped, they dropped their standards to close the deal, essentially. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, you were talking about high net worth clients reaching out to specific agents if you flip that then so you've got this relatively exclusive unit in the birch right yeah is that yours exclusive it was okay how did you get that exclusive uh referred through a member of my team uh he had done such a good job for the residential properties that they had that right, got you. they said listen we've got this commercial one upstairs do you want to deal with that nice and i said obviously yes um and yeah that that's it and okay. i did i listen I, I brought so many leads to that property i worked with agents because i wanted to get the deal done yeah, yeah. so the, the the landlord's team knew that i was bringing in offers i was bringing in leads People were interested. You could see you were working they, on it. Yeah. I was definitely working on it. They had no reason to go elsewhere. So I made sure of that. Have they gone elsewhere now? Just out of curiosity. No. Still with you exclusive? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Another question for you then. I know this sounds like I'm interviewing you today, but I don't know anything <laughs> about the commercial side. So I'm finding this genuinely interesting. This is not really on topic of what we were going to talk about, but do you find yourself working harder or do you sort of look at it as almost like a bit of a burden that's probably a waste of time when you get given a referral? Because there's a lot of, when I was working... You mean from, from internal inside the company? From internal, yeah. Because there was a lot of times where I would reach out to a few landlords, I'd do a good job for them, and then I would be, you know, I'd get an absolute barrage of, you know, I'd be in broadcast messages on WhatsApp on yeah. commercial units, and I'd message you... And obviously, it was before we were good friends, and I was still trying to make money. So I'd message you saying, Dan, this landlord's just given this to me exclusive. Do you want to take it? And then you'd be like, oh, and I've three fucking other agents sent me the exact same message that it's been broadcast to. So how do you... Because a lot of referrals are shit at the end of the day, right? How do you distinguish I, between the two? I, I get where you're coming from, and I still get a lot of referrals from inside the company, but... Um, you know, in the past, I would entertain those leads, give them a call, see what they're doing with the property. And there's been so many times that I've done that and for buildings that I know aren't of great value and then the landlords are trying to sell it for a high price and, 
I realised they've sent it to a million other agencies <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I know what risk I'm getting involved with. If it was good property that, that's, you know, that worth working on, then I would do it. And, you know, a lot of people would say, just do it, just do it, just do it. But I need to recognise distractions. So with certain referrals that I get, I would get, I would give them to team members in my team who work in those areas because you know, I've got my own areas to focus on. And yeah. for them, even if they don't get it online, they know it's there as an option if they need to use it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if, if a landlord's sending his properties to like 10 agencies, then he'll get a call from someone he doesn't know every now and then, and he'll entertain that call. That's his choice. So for uh, one of my colleagues to randomly call up one day and say, listen, my name's so-and-so, I work in this area. I got your number from one of the team members at House & House. Uh, I would like to show someone your unit. Is it still available? And he'd be like, yeah, it's still available. Okay, what are the conditions? Strenuous conditions. Okay, that's acceptable. Would you take it for this? Blah, blah, blah. And they'd go do their job. Just don't involve me in that because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll work in referrals, no doubt. And every now and then I get a good one. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm sure you did as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, every now and then. Yeah, why, exactly. Why, yeah. why would you send that to me if I'm not working in that area? Yeah, That's what yeah. you would say. For me, it's like, well, I guess I'm just a commercial dude that does everything. No, <laughs> yeah. not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Um, so, yeah, so talking about referrals and obviously A to A's and stuff, what about splitting your commission with someone internal? Right, because I had a job interview last week or earlier this week, whenever this fucking goes out. And I got into a bit of a debate with the actual interviewer about what's more important, teamwork or competition. Because working in a real estate company, we have sales rules that we have to adhere to. If yeah. you break the sales rules or, you know, if you lax for a certain amount of time, somebody else can steal your contact, whether that's a landlord or a tenant, and then they can take it and do the deal themselves. My argument was the teamwork should be more of a motivating factor than competition. Both are important obviously, but I worked in the marina, which is a highly transient place. There's thousands of apartments on offer. It would be impossible for a single broker to cover the entire area. Uh -huh. So you would have to have different agents focusing on different buildings and then cross-sell between the two. His argument was, no, you should be uh, striving to achieve as much as you possibly can which is not by doing split deals, it's by taking people's properties if you've got the client, blah, blah, blah. So it went through that. So I, I think you're only as strong as the team that you're in. Well, It'd yeah, be interesting that, to hear your point. That sounds like it's generating internal competition when yeah. it should be external competition. But right? it's, yeah, so... Now, I, I, your, teamwork, right, yeah. your teamwork idea, right? So, for example, right, if I've got a client and you've got a property and we both work in the same area yeah then i would say do that deal 50 50 exactly why because you're both area experts yeah now if i work in a completely different area then i'm not an area expert in your area so that should just be there's a client for you that's 10 percent referral or whatever the referral agreement is but i work in the same company listen there you go i know you can get the job done because you're in it okay you know what i'm saying yeah now like, i kind of disagree with that Okay. I think if you're in the same industry, you can do all the legwork and qualifying your client in finding out what they like and don't like, all that sort of stuff. Which takes 10, 15 minutes 
Of not necessarily. Of okay, maybe with commercial, but with residential, it's still you have to have a feeling for a place, right? And you can show them a hundred different properties in the marina, and then they might say, do you know what, I don't want an apartment. Like, I've viewed so many of them now, I'm new to Dubai, I don't think an apartment's right. for me. I want a villa area. If you then qualify, you find the perfect property for them. Right, that's re- reason, reasonable... Right, okay. But so anyway, this you, is... You, you could call up the agent who works in a different area and say, listen, I have showed them everything yeah. in Marina and it turns out they want a townhouse. Now, I know this client backwards and forth and I'm a little bit disappointed in, in what's happening right now. Listen, I'm going to work with this 50-50 on you. Would you accept that? And they might say, yeah. Yeah. So then in that case, there's a level of understanding. Uh, but if, if you just say, hi, I just met this client... I've spoken to them for 15 yeah, yeah, minutes no, I, and uh, they're interested in a townhouse. Can I get 50-50? Let's do this. No, they send me, send, yeah, me yeah. The, send me the lead over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I get I, I'm a reasonable person also, here. I'm that's reasonable. also not what I'm talking about. Sorry. So Need more beer, I know we're out because you didn't bring oh. any around. Uh, no, I mean, so in the marina, let's say it's in the same area. Let's say for you it's commercial. Let's say for me it's in the marina. If somebody likes another agent's property, this interview that I was in, he basically said, you shouldn't do a split deal with that person. You should try and find every single way you can to steal that landlord. You should wait for the sales rules to run out. You should try and find something that means you can steal it. You know, have they input their email? Have they put their phone number in properly? Have they contacted them in the last no, five days? You should, I don't agree with that. That's exactly my point. I think, no, you should have no hesitancy. You, you're the perfect example. You just said you would offer them just a referral scheme. Most agents would say it's 50-50. More agents than most would say, I'm going to try and steal that client. If I can't steal that client, then I'll have to offer 50-50. Yeah, that's bullshit. If I can't offer, get 50-50 from you, then I'll give you the referral. I think that's wrong. And this is I my would point. Say, I would agree, yeah. I think you should be working with your team. If, you know, let's say you're in the same It just area. creates hostility, doesn't it? Exactly. Tension. And there's something like, Okay, I don't know the exact number, but there's something like 1,200 agents in Dubai. Maybe that's 12,000. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, it's not 1,200, mate. It's definitely more than that. All right, well, let's say it's 10,000. It's like 1,200 agencies in Dubai. All right, let's say there's 10,000 agents in Dubai and there's 1,000 agencies. You're competing with 1,000 agencies. The last thing you want is competition in-house, right? Yeah. You should be trying to build a team that's really strong that you then dominate the market. Yeah. And we were back and forth in, over this in the interview, and he was like, no, the competition has to be there. The competition in-house keeps you sharp, it keeps you focused, it keeps you determined. It does. And I, was like, it I does. agree with all of that, and these rules need to be in place, and you need to adhere to these rules, and you should be encouraged to follow them. But, but the then you end, you, up, make money, you end up spending so much time in the CRM system just making sure people don't have the opportunity. Exactly. Then you're not out there selling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I found it really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is uh, that's a high level of pressure. But yeah. I suppose if you're making a bit more commission in that case, like between yourself and the agency, that's a different story. But um, I think I think uh, House and House has those. The, the same opportunity levels to take other stock. Yeah. But I don't think the competitive and nature of that within the house is as promoted. See, I would disagree with that on the residential side. Yeah, so well, we, I'm, not, I'm not part of that. You're not on the residential I don't think we should talk about it either, right now. Okay, fair enough. Just because... Right, fair enough. Bad publicity. You know. uh, bad publicity. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
You edit that out, yeah. yeah. You, you, do you even do editing? You just call them. Fuck off! Are you having it up? Call a bunch of locals. Just the people that go to five JVC and think they're Billy Big Bollocks. It pisses me off. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if they're local or not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, That's episode 10, by the way, guys. But when you work agent to agent, yeah, you meet some absolute belters, don't you? Like, you meet some that, right fucking dickheads. I've met yeah. so many people who I'm like, gee, how, how are you still alive? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> who's listening to you? Oh, and I'm man. not trying to sound like I'm the smartest guy in the world. I'm definitely not. I, but I work on, you know, what I could be better at, which is a lot of things. <laughs> um, but there's you always come across agents that you're like, Christ almighty. And I've, I've offered it to a few people before in external companies. I said, listen... Um, why don't you hand the client over to me? We'll sign an A to A for a professional referral, which is twenty five percent to you. Just give me your client. They always like they they're not they're too proud to say yes. Yeah, probably. But I've I've asked it and I've said listen, no offense, but I don't I don't even say no offense because I don't want them to think I'm it's offensive. <laughs> I do, maybe I should be more stern but I'm just telling them listen um, I'm happy to talk to your client because I don't fully understand what you're telling me yeah. so yeah. give me but your that's client that's a tough sell to be fair isn't yeah. it that's it, a tough it sell. should happen I believe it should happen one day um, if they're like oh fuck it I don't have anything I can't be arsed I've got other things to work on <laughs> then give me the client please happily I'd rather have the client than you so. yeah yeah exactly but I've, I've also been in situations where yeah you're right like you might outsmart the other agent and they're like oh, why am I talking to this guy and they actually contact me and I say listen I've already got an A to A agreement as much as I'd like to um, this is in place however what we can do is make sure we're all integrated so that you know there's, there's well, a that's pretty of, noble yeah. of you you'd be surprised how many I don't I don't go and I just I know it will bite me in the future if I was to do that yeah. and I, the last thing I need to do is make enemies <laughs> do you know what I mean I don't need anyone bad mouthing me and things like that they never you never know who people talk to so it's not worth it yeah, I think no, if, if you're in the game short term if you meet if you meet an agent you can tell if they're short term because they're out there to fuck you over. <laughs> they're out there to make a quick buck and run away. Yeah. And you get it a lot in residential, I'd say. Yeah, people mate, people yeah. come and go, especially in smaller agencies who just say, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then you end up with a tenancy yourself through an agent who no longer works for the company. Yeah, exactly. Who referred you to someone in the company who no longer works for the company. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, what the hell is happening? And what did I do? I got a good deal, but he's run away with a commission and I've got no one to help me. You end up talking to the landlord directly eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, that's actually quite an interesting topic then. Looking at it from a, uh, uh, from a tenant's point of view, once the deal is done, who do you think should be your main point of contact? It, it should be like, if the landlord has a property manager... It should be that property manager. Fair enough. Not Nine times agent, out of ten they don't. Because the agent needs to contact someone who then does that. So if, if you're annoyed, you can you can talk to your agent, but you should be pushing for the landlord's contact and pitching to them, listen, I'm going to call you every 20 minutes until I get an update. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's, what's, that's what needs to happen. If, you, if you've got a burst pipe and you're calling your agent... He's like, oh no, I better call someone. I and better call my property manager. That can, that can help. That can help sometimes. If the landlord doesn't have a property management, then 
whatever like you a, a company a real estate company might have their own services that they can issue out to uh, as long as they're half decent yeah yeah they can they can promote their own services so but you've got to remember we're coming at it with real estate knowledge right there's a hundred different people the 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 best example i can think of is um the a contract renewal right so it under dubai laws the landlord has to serve notice with at least 90 days yeah, notice yeah. of an increased price that is where the agent needs to come into play for the landlord for the tenant for the tenant. oh and the tenant both, because both the landlord can technically a week before the renewal of the contract say i'm putting your price up 50 percent and if you're an uninformed tenant that hasn't got a fucking clue but has the money they will pay it i've right? had i've had phone calls from friends who are you know teachers and things like that and they've come to me with this issue oh I, but it says in the contract here why is he asking for this and i said stand your ground yeah like, exactly. i've said he's, he exactly. hasn't served you properly through the notice periods and um, he doesn't have any right to, to tell you to increase the rent and stuff. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just tell them this as per RERA and then forget about it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the exactly. contract is assumed to continue. So just yeah, don't... Yeah, it's automatic. I just right say, don't, don't stress about it. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Just don't stress about it. I literally say just this. went through the same thing with Laura. Her villa was up for renewal and she was like... Um, it was up for renewal in March and she's been taught because she's very well planned. So she's been talking to me for ages, for ages, for ages. And I'm just bear in mind if it's not, if he doesn't do it before 90 days, he can't put the rent up. And then 90 days came and went. And then she literally, she, like about a week or two ago, she was ringing me and she was like, oh, he's put it up by fucking X amount. It's unbelievable. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, he fucking hasn't. Because he can't legally do that. And she's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, yeah, has your real estate agent not been in touch with you? Nothing. He was just trying to take advantage of her. And I literally, so not being an arsehole, but I sent her, like, I, I was like, take my word for it, but also yeah. here is the rear of website which yeah. confirms it. With the she was like, shit. Yeah. So she literally just sent the link onto him and said, no increase this year, but you can let me know for next year. <laughs> and he backed off and that was it. Like, yeah. Fuck those. Yeah. But so. You can I, only get away with that once, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, but it's like, who do you stay in touch with? Because real estate agents, nine times out of ten, they don't well, give a fuck once the deal is done. I, I think and it's, then it's who do you talk when, to? When you, when you finalise a tenancy and you've put it into your CRS RM system for your clients, you do need to set that call back. Yes. And I, I think agree. a lot of agents forget to do that. They, they create the tenancy in the system and they forget to do their callbacks. It's not even that, mate. Let's say 60% of agents... They're not even at the same company by the time the callback reminder comes on. Uh, right? for, yeah, Do you true, know what true. I mean? Especially in residential leasing, it's such high turnover of people just looking to make a quick yeah, buck. Yeah, if you, if you make like five deals a month, you they know. They don't give a fuck. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. So that, again, sort of off topic, but that's really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that pretty much wraps it I up, would, right? I think we, we talked a lot about A to A there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose we could talk about these high net worth clients again. Do you want to save that for next week before we five minutes in? Yeah, I suppose. I, I, I mean, I have a bit to say about it, but not too much. I mean, okay. you just... Far uh, away. If then. I was to hit a with, with just a few tips, it would be be sharp. Mm-hmm. Don't ramble. Yeah. Just be clear cut. 
tell them what's going on. If they ask you a question, don't ramble around the back end of it. Say yes, and then Explain. elaborate a little yeah. bit. Because these are CEOs who is they, all about time over ROI, are all about fucking getting clear non-bullshit answers. They've yeah. got other shit to be doing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, just be... Well, formal, you can still be informal sometimes if you want to have barter, but it needs to be the right setting. Yeah. You need to be emotionally aware of that. Um, so that's a few tips, I guess. Um, that's reading the person you're dealing with as well, right? Because these high net worth clients, again, they typically are quite, I don't mean any offensive, but narcissistic people to be in that position, which means they're going to go through intense highs and intense lows, which means you have to pick and choose when and how you act with these people. There will be an appropriate time, as you said, and an inappropriate time where you just need to cut the shit and be formal. Yeah, Yeah. business business and and how you're going to close it and and actually advising on things they don't know. You do need to still ask questions, of course, um, and don't be scared to ask questions. Yeah. Because if you don't know what they want because you're too afraid to ask, then you're going to make a mistake. Yeah, of course. And you've yeah. only got like one or two of them tops. So you've got to keep them because if you're making mistakes at the qualifying and, and the, the during, you know, informative parts when you're telling them about the units and then later on it comes back and you find out that actually there's no way you can get four checks accepted, it's two only and that was a yeah. critical point. Yeah. And that's boom, credibility gone. So you do need to be uh, well informed, well prepared um, but I mean apart from that it's a breeze like, <laughs> if, if, if you can nail those things with your client be prepped more or less be prepped and, is a good and, point and, yeah. yeah be formal and uh, sum it all up I've always found that when you're talking to the big wigs to sum up the day afterwards with an email recap and, yes. and a couple of goals that you're setting for yeah. you know, actually that's a very good point because there's bring your fucking notepad yeah. I'm telling yeah. you man like it fucking helps there's no way you're going to remember every single detail and if you bring your notepad you remember things that totally you agree yeah, yeah. I, I bring my notepad with me everywhere. and also their mind is running at 100 miles an hour because they're not just focused on this list they're focused on running their business or managing their money or whatever it is they need that refresher at the end of the day because they can't retain all that yeah. information. If you're providing that to them, you're 10 times yeah. above the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, that's what puts you above the rest, really, isn't yeah. it? Is, is, yeah. well, obviously, it's great to be informal and have a laugh and make friends, but... Uh, that's how you build a rapport with these filling people, Filling it up which with, is with competency. Exactly. Bringing up, building competency and uh, credibility is, is, is just yeah. what makes you... Um, succeed yeah no i like that a lot mate i like that a lot okay so yeah that's pretty much all we've got to say for today um we're pretty much back on track with things i've actually scheduled next week's next monday's podcast so that's confirmed next monday this one will be the following monday i'll do that so we're now a week ahead of our podcast all right okay so we're back on track with things now dan has given up with the youtube videos Fine, yeah, whatever. He's too busy writing his book that he didn't want to talk about tonight because he hasn't <laughs> done anything for the past month. <laughs> but he has been very busy on another podcast. Do you want to talk quickly about that? Yeah, I, I, I did a... Oh, fucking hell. What's the name of the company? <laughs> you need to do a bit of editing. A bit of editing here. I'll have to remember to come back to this. So we used to work with this guy called Parag who moved on to another company 
Um, and he's been doing a big social media push at this new company, actually. I see him with his YouTube videos. I see him on his Instagram, his social medias. A really, really well-informed off-plan guy. Is he still doing off-plan or is he now doing secondary he, sales? He does a mix of both secondary and okay. he delves into off-plan. Yeah, but he's far more knowledgeable about that than yeah. me and Dad will probably ever be, if we're being totally honest with you. Yeah, he knows, he knows what's going on in the market and he invited me over to his podcast podcast oh his podcast podcast <laughs> at uh, it was a Tri- Tribeca real estate a Tribeca. so um, you know he's, he's done two so far and the third one was with me nice and just generally about the commercial market he tries to make each one sort of their own a little okay. bit unique and stuff um, but I think obviously we've, we've done 14 episodes now and I find it pretty good pretty a bit easier to talk like I didn't feel under pressure I didn't feel uh, anxious or nervous I just took my time answered the questions and uh, it was pretty good it was nice. pretty good I think so he works for Tribeca what's the uh, what's the podcast called I think it's, it's called um, um, just Tribeca podcast a Tribeca honest. podcast cool and um, do you know when that your episode is going to be released well I got the video today so I imagine it should be released within the next day or so. Okay, cool. So keep an eye out. That'll almost definitely be released before this That'll episode. That'll be publicized, is. yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely check that out. Uh, we might actually try and get Parag in on scene, yeah. In sure. on this yeah as well. So definitely give him a listen. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much it from me, right? Yeah. Was likewise. it a good experience because we obviously we're quite unprofessional with this if we're being totally honest we're sat recording this on my phone on my sofa with a few beers how was the experience doing it through it was it was um i mean errors may not be what you call professional but but (laughs) that's an example (laughs) siri going off errors isn't meant to be professional we we talk about uh, lightly about uh a lot of things and you know we give uh, quite strong opinions to be honest i think our, our podcast has evolved into um what we'll actually sit and talk about if we want to uh, yeah uh, yeah, yeah. it's definitely and, just and we don't want to chat yeah because yeah, i think uh, for us to come up every week and produce more and more podcasts it, it can be quite hard and we know we're pretty busy and stuff yeah and, yeah, that's all I can say is that to, is for us to, to be lax and relaxed and just come here, get it done. Uh, it's going to involve a few sweary words, you know. <laughs> it's going to involve us being in, in the shit moods and, and the likes and, and not being as prepared as we could be, but then delving into <laughs> topics that we never thought we'd fucking talk about. <laughs> yeah, just So we're more structured sometimes than other times. But being with, with, with Tribeca Real Estate um, last week, um, it was it was just a lot more formal. Yeah. There's a microphone. There's a camera. We've got a structured episode where all we're talking about is is you and commercial. We just want to know what you think about this and this and this and this. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Easy. Someone asks you questions. Oh, I've got the answers. Okay. So that's that's what it was like. I think it was a bit easier to just sort of let go, but. Obviously, you need to do it in a more conservative way, <laughs> and there's there's a few points that I made that we didn't have enough time to elaborate on. So, okay. although it was quite condensed, there were definitely a few points that I was a little bit gutted I couldn't elaborate on it. But it doesn't make me look as smart as I could have done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
Interesting. No, really cool. So yeah. yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. That'll be coming out soon or will already be out. Mm. And then yeah, hopefully next week or in a few weeks or so we'll try and get Parag involved. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Nice one. All right, Trips. Well, thanks for listening to episode 14. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you later next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Podcast. Insert the funky bass here. Uh, <laughs> love it. And uh, adios, amigos. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>